Hello and welcome to Wash Day Talks. Here we talk about realistic, respective and authentic content. We speak about insightful and interesting things. Stay tuned and thank you for clicking on this podcast. Hey yo and welcome to another episode of Wash Day Talks. I just want to say a big thank you to everybody who tunes into this podcast who listens to this podcast, I'm grateful. <laughs> so today's episode is going to be a continuation of last the last episode, which was a Q&A. Unfortunately, because of poor timing, poor management, and me simply forgetting that it was time to post, <laughs> I wasn't able to finish all of the questions. I thought, you know what, why not do a part two? For me, I'd rather listen to two podcast episodes then listen to one long one because sometimes you forget where you're going and you just feel so drained. So I'm also trying to shorten the amount of time I speak for certain topics because I realise sometimes, a lot of the time, the reason why the episode is 23 minutes long is because a good seven minutes is just me going off on a bunch of tangents that contain content that could even be put into another video. So, I mean, sorry, another episode. So rather than doing one long episode just half it right so we're here with the questions yes also I realized the last question I answered which was just someone asking how do they deal with anger since I was quite pressed for time you might have heard some background noise I was like ah oh, the family's coming home then we wrap up so we can all just go about our daily business and then not hogging the whole house for my podcast episode I like to film during times when everyone's just doing their own stuff, not times where, let's say, we're all being social and stuff. I don't want to tell people, be quiet. Tangent. So, yeah, I'm just going to re-answer the how do I deal with anger one. So, in the last episode, I said, identify what triggers you. And I just want to elaborate on that a bit more. We all have triggers. We all have things that annoy us. But I feel like it's very important. And I've spoken about this before. Use that objective outlook to look, is this reaction, this emotional reaction, proportionate to the stimuli that triggered it? So somebody left a dish out of place and I get angry. It's not enough just to reflect on your actions and understand that, okay, dishes out of place are what make me angry. You also have to evaluate, is this reaction right how has this reaction affected people in my immediate surroundings and even people far away from me? How has me lashing out today affected my siblings, my partner, my family? Understanding how, understanding that the choices you make are not solely influencing you, they also influence the people around you. So yeah, that is how I'd like to end up answering that question. Awareness is key and I spoke about this in a previous episode this is what I mean. So much stuff I speak about now have been reiterated or just glanced upon, you know, brushed over in other episodes. I spoke about this before, how for me, understanding the impact of my actions becomes an incentive for me not to do those actions again. When I realise that I struggle sometimes with managing stress and I can take that out on the people close to me. And when I fully evaluated how I make the people close to me feel, it became an incentive for me not to act like that again because I don't want people to be getting upset and angry and having bad days because they've had to come in, come in contact with me during a time when I'm stressed. So yeah, next question. How do I deal with criticism? You've spoken about the importance of dealing with criticism in previous podcast episodes. Yes, I have. 
I think I even spoke about it in the last episode about how I have received feedback for regarding my podcast and how I don't always take it. How do you deal with criticism? So I'm going to dissect your question, eh, English student. The verb deal suggests that you suggest you are having problems handling criticism. There's a difference in how do I take criticism, but deal connotes that criticism is a bit of a burden, you know, something you don't exactly want to deal with. So how do you manage criticism? I would say that when it comes to managing, dealing with criticism, you need to first check pride. Pride deserves its own individual podcast episode. It plays such a big part in a lot of negative things people go through. Pride, a lot of the time, can destroy your path to opportunities. If you're not willing to be in, let's say, a lesser role for a period of time to harness and gain your skills, you are not worthy or you will not gain the skills needed for a higher role. You can't just jump the system. So pride in the area of criticism sometimes prevents us from seeing the credibility in what other people are saying. Pride can make us feel like, I know what's best for me because this is my piece of art. This is my product. I have produced this. Therefore, who are you to give me feedback? And especially when, if you are in the creative side of things, where you pour a lot of yourself into what you produce, to have somebody come and critique it, you essentially feel like they're critiquing a part of yourself. And that can be hurtful. And sometimes we bring up the wall of pride as a combat mechanism for those feelings of inadequacy, insecurity, and pain that we feel when people critique us. And it's something that I understand and can relate to. It was something I used to struggle with when I poured a lot of my heart into what I did. And people sometimes wouldn't go about the feedback route the right way they would criticize not constructively and not for my own benefit but to actually belittle so I think also understanding who is giving you feedback there's a difference between just plain criticism constructive criticism and feedback feedback is ideally either in your best interest or is objective it doesn't sway towards I'm going to make you feel bad I want to make you feel good constructive criticism is criticism that constructive to build you up and just plain criticism is I'm going to critique you like oh your hair's ugly or this or that you know so look at who is giving you this feedback I heard this thing it's like don't take advice from anyone who you don't want to be like sometimes people are coming to give me advice about life skills and I'm looking at you I'm like look at your life and tell me I want to be taking advice from you it seems rude but you're not going down the same path I want to go down It may not even be as big as like, oh, look, you're really struggling in your job and you're unhappy and you're this, this, that, therefore I don't want to take advice from you. It could even be like, you chose a different career path to me, a path that I really don't want to choose. Sure, you can tell me how you got there, but your advice is not going to be as relevant to someone talking about a career path they chose. Like, for example, someone who went and studied maths at university telling me about the application process when I want to study, let's say, English very two different things so look at who is giving the criticism try and decipher the intent behind the criticism and always keep your pride in check even if people are criticizing you for negative reasons understand that no matter what is happening pride has no footstool in what you're doing there's often a misinterpretation misconception surrounding the area of pride that pride is good pride is what shows you love yourself pride is what shows that you have a sense of self-worth but pride is an overinflated sense of self-worth when something is overinflated it's stretched it's bursting it's unnatural it's no longer helping you it's an impediment to progress pride is not good pride is the inflated version of what is good 
me having assurance in my own capabilities is not the same as me pushing the idea that I'm superior to everyone on everyone else. Me being confident in my own abilities allows me to accept feedback that I think will help me. Pride prevents me from accepting feedback because I believe that I don't need it because I'm perfect. And that is obviously very problematic. So you don't need that in your life. How do you deal with criticism? Check pride. Check who's giving it to you. Check the intent behind it and practice. Practice does not make perfect, but practice prepares you for situations that will come up in the future. Actively seek out criticism and try and watch your attitude when you take it. The more you are used to being advised, corrected, the easier it's going to be for you to take that advice. So this is another question. It says, how do you keep up with the consistency? That's funny. Yesterday, as I said, yesterday was Thursday, I'm filming on Friday. I filmed the Q&A, recorded the Q&A, and I had to end it short because like I reiterated many times in this podcast episode, the timing was not right. A lot of people were in the house, well, not a lot of people, my family were in the house. I normally film at quiet times. It was not a quiet time. So I had to cut it short because I don't have time and I didn't want to ramble for a long time. That took a lot. The old me would have realised, oh, it's Thursday. I have two hours before the posting time. I have things I want to do today. There's no point in me doing it. I actually wanted to do something that day, but I ended up not doing it and substituting it for the podcast because I knew that I had to be consistent because I knew I had an audience, people who... I hope we're looking forward to the episodes that I put out every week and I don't want to disappoint these people. I have promised, I have said that I would be consistent and I'm trying to become somebody who keeps their promises and abides by their word. If I say I will help you, I aim to help you. So how do I keep up with consistency? Getting my priorities in check and understanding the nature of my habits or the nature of my character. I am someone who sometimes goes down the spiral hill all I have to do is stop doing something for one day and I can keep not doing it and create a habit of inconsistency. So because I know I'm prone to inconsistency, I try very hard to maintain consistency with what I do. So how do I keep up the consistency? Understanding that I have an audience, understanding that what I'm doing has a purpose and has positive effects on myself and other people. And also understanding my character and how I'm prone to inconsistency and not wanting to go down that route. The next question is advice to anyone starting a podcast. Hmm, advice to anyone starting a podcast. Understand who your target audience is. That is a big thing. Once you understand who your target audience is, you can filter the criticism and feedback coming to you. I was speaking to someone and they were like, yeah, I'm not your target audience. So what I'm saying may not relate, you know, understanding also that your friends may not always be your target audience. Don't push what you're doing onto the people around you if they don't care. A lot of my friends, don't really care about what I'm chatting about. So they don't listen to my podcast. A lot of my friends do care. So they do listen to my podcast. Not everyone in your immediate circle is your target audience. So don't get offended when people who you perceive as your close friends don't support you because they may not be your target audience. So establish who exactly you're making contact content for and work towards producing good content for them the next thing consistency I was listening to a podcast episode on how to start advice for podcasters and I was saying make your podcast become a part of your viewers everyday routine you want them to know that okay at least for me every Thursday at 6 p.m I'm gonna listen to wash day talks and they will look forward to it don't let it be like oh I really like wash day talks but they only post like maybe once a month or you know 
they skip a month here and there and they're not consistent. Consistency is key. Number three, feedback. Listen to your past episodes. Look at a list of things you want to say. At least for me, I want to be speaking slower. I want to be saying things in a way that my target audience will understand. I want to be authentic. As I listen back to my podcast episodes, I look at this criteria and I measure what I've done against it and look and say, is am I working to where, towards where I want to be? Also have other podcasters, other people in your niche in your field who you look up to constantly look for new inspiration look at other podcasters instagram pages see if you can take inspiration from there no man is an island stand on the shoulders of giants look at the mistakes people have made and try to learn from those mistakes constantly seek out ways to improve yourself and don't stay stagnant also make your stuff interesting no one wants a boring podcast episode and at least for me i think shorter podcast episodes are a bit better if i'm gonna I'd rather have shorter episodes and be consistent than longer episodes and be inconsistent. So those would be my tips for you. So next question, how do you decide on what to talk about? That's a good question. A lot of these questions are related to podcasts. How do I decide on what to talk about? Most of the time you probably realise I'll be filming a podcast episode and then I'll touch on the subject and be like, oh, that's an episode for itself things like that. Or I could just be in school, at home, out watching something, reading something, and I'll find a topic that interests me. For a while, it was YouTube. When I'd see things on YouTube, I'd have a lot of opinions on it. I want to talk about it. I told you I did have a YouTube channel. I didn't really, I'm not consistent on that. How sad. I'm just contradicting myself. That YouTube channel is just on hiatus. I used to post regularly on a YouTube channel. So I took a few topics from there, refined them and brought them here. I'm genuinely just someone who has a lot to say about things that are going on. But obviously I stay in my lane. You probably noticed that like some things like political, all of that stuff, I stay out of it. That's not my forte, but like lifestyle issues, especially social media, there are a few things that I'm passionate about. So when I see something that ignites that, you know, discussive element of my soul, I decide to make a podcast episode on it. And when worst comes to worst, if I don't have content, do a Q&A, do a random ramble or just talk about my life. <laughs> so, but I haven't gotten that far yet. But yeah, those are how I decide on what to talk about. Next question. What inspired you to start a podcast? Interesting. Have I got this question before? I What did inspire me? I like to talk. I like to help people. I like to give advice. I used to have a YouTube channel. Most of my YouTube videos were quite long and like really talky-talky. And this is where I finally first realized that my friends weren't my target audience my friends are like oh do content like this you know you just talk about educational stuff it's just long do this do that and then I was like wow someone commented and they were like this is podcast material and what's so weird is a few weeks before that I'd really been thinking how I really wanted to start a podcast but I just didn't see it happening so then I started seeing stuff about Anchor and how I could easily get my podcast on loads of different platforms a free platform to use and also my brother won a microphone in the competition and he gave it to me and I was like this is a sign this is a sign to start and I believe that my YouTube channel was even though it may not I wanted to have a really successful YouTube channel I wanted to have thousands hundreds of thousands of subscribers and there were times I was like banging out seven views and I just this is why all things just work together for good the YouTube channel was a training ground for the podcast. I would not be able to come up here and speak the way I'm speaking now, be able to discuss things so comfortably in front of like a blank screen the way I do now if I hadn't had 
that YouTube channel. It's so weird how things work. That YouTube channel was training ground for where I am today. So I would say inspiration for starting a podcast was, yeah, I like to talk. I have things to say and I want to say these things on a platform. And the last question, what are three things you can't live without? I don't know. <laughs> Ask my siblings. I was like, oh, what's her favourite colour? I don't know. What's your favourite food? I don't know. I'm not really good at answering these things, but I can't live without. I don't know. <laughs> what a great way to end off the podcast. But yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on Washay Talks at Instagram. Rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts, please. Leave it a review. And yeah, promote, promote, promote. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a blessed week.